a Democratic Party and a media establishment made up pandemic, okay? And I believe that because Russia didn't work and Ukraine didn't work and impeachment didn't work, they are so hell-bent on destroying this country, this president, to gain back power that they probably worked with the Chinese Chai Khan government and they devised this plan. They allowed their medical deep state to release this uh, virus into the American public, scare the living daylights out of everybody, to shut down the economy, to shut down the market. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right on. Hang on. And, and yeah. to stop the Trump rallies. That's what this is all about. This is to try to stop Trump. These people exactly. Are sick, twisted, and they should all be held accountable. We should lock them in a room with infected coronavirus people, and they should have <laughs> masks on. Yeah. Well, I, I totally agree. Want a strong immune system. You want your immune system when it sees a virus or bacteria coming in. You want it to be on the attack. You want it to attack it. You want your immune system healthy and strong. You don't want to be on the defensive and go, oh my gosh, I can't talk or touch anybody. Look, I shake every hand I can. I want my immune system to be uh, challenged every day so it builds strong health. We've all been exposed to viruses and bacteria since the day we were born, for crying out loud in the bucket. Trillions of them every day. And we survive because why? God gave us an immune system. We've got to keep it healthy, Bishop. Am I crazy or are they crazy? You know, could I be right and Harvard and all these CDC guys be wrong? Yeah, because guess what? They don't talk, they're all conventional. They don't talk about how you can keep yourself from getting sick. What they're talking about, oh, we got a new drug, oh, chloroquine. Well, it's not a new drug. We can use chloroquine, which is fine. If you had the, car, the, the cars virus, I'm sorry, the coronavirus, fine. Get some chloroquine and take it. That's all fine. But why don't you just not get it? Why don't you just stay healthy? You know, what, what about claiming the verse, let no evil befall me nor any plague enter my tent, Psalm 91, right? Hit your angels around us to guard us and protect us, to keep us from slamming our foot against the rock. Let us tread upon the lion and the cobra. Hey, look upon the coronavirus. It's a lion and a cobra. We're going to tread on the lion and cobra, the young lion and the serpent. We're going to trample down. In trouble, God's going to hear us because we love him. We call on his name. He's going to exalt us. He's going to give us a long, healthful life. God's made promises to us that we ought to be claiming as Christians. Now, does that mean I can go and eat anything I want to eat and I can be overweight and be gluttony and drink and all that and say, God, just protect me from the coronavirus? You've got to be, you've got to, okay, I'm responsible for my health. Okay, God is going to protect me, but God expects me to do certain things to keep the temple clean, right? Exactly. Okay, so we do that. Exactly. God damn, y'all. Woo. There's some messed up theology and ideologies around this whole COVID corona novel virus. Y'all, I had to do a little special something something today uh, on the whole virus thing because this is some crazy stuff. So buckle up, y'all. We going in. This is Profane Faith. Jesus uttered these words 2,000 years ago. How are they going to beat ISIS? I don't think it's going to happen. But, but he has these bizarre ideas about what Christianity stands for and what it means. Atomic bombs and the second coming of Jesus Christ. And when he does, you will no longer be a homosexual. 
what it means to be white. To say that you're standing on your own ground and standing on somebody else's and then mystify the whole process. This is Profane Faith, a podcast that engages faith on the margins. Faith that has been labeled profane, nonconformist, and or out there. We'll be exploring the intersections of the sacred, secular, and profane to find God. We won't be trying to answer difficult questions. Rather, we'll be engaging them and asking better ones regarding faith, race, gender, and religion. I'm your host, Daniel White Hodge. Hey, hey, profane faithers, how y'all doing out there? Well, here we are. Here we are. This is your host, Daniel White Hodge. If you're just listening and tuning in, thank you so much. WhiteHodgePodcast.com, Profane Faith, a weekly podcast on faith, religion, culture, race, gender, how all those things interact. Um, but this week, I well, I had a couple of guests scheduled and planned and the whole nine and recorded. But then I was like, you know what? There's some crazy shit going down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you anywhere right now listening, more than likely you listening to this uh, in some shelter or some uh, house or something like that, man. Maybe you on quarantine. I don't know. Um, I hope not. Uh, I hope you're staying safe. I hope you're staying well. Um, but this COVID-19, this whole coronavirus is, uh, you know, it's 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 out there, man. It's, it's out there. And um, we are... We are in the midst of it right now, and I figured, you know what, we need to do a little special episode. Um, you know, if you know me, I like to kind of deal and engage with, you know, the the current era, the current times that we find ourselves in, and um, it, yeah, this is this is some this is some stuff. This is some stuff, and I figured, you know what, this is a great time to bust out a a, a special episode, just in particularly dealing with this 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 virus that's going around um you know every day it's changing here in the u.s um every day is a new update we are not going down in numbers we're going up in terms of people who've tested positive or people who've come down with the flu um or people who have died from it i mean that's the other thing right some wild crazy ass shit that's going on out there man and there's all kind of as you heard at the beginning of the show right there's all kind of crazy ideologies and theologies out there in regards to that first and foremost if you go to church um you know hopefully your church has done the whole online thing and they're not trying to pull the whole oh god's gonna protect us and so why why are you of your little faith you know like you know just stop that man those you know it's like what i like to call on the show bullshit theologies and there's a whole bunch of them that are out there um that people believe lock stock and barrel um and so, uh, yeah, I figured, you know what, let me let me bring a friend of mine on. Thank God for great friends uh, like our guest today, Kathy Kong. And Kathy's been on the show uh, numerous times before I will post uh, the shows that she's been on in the show notes at whiteodgepodcast.com. And uh, you can, uh, you know, learn a little bit more about her and her book, amazing book, Raise Your Voice. In fact, we did a whole issue or episode on uh, on that. So you can go and check that out. But I wanted to particularly talk with Kathy, just, you know, what is the impact of this virus on her and her ethnicity, which is Korean American? And, you know, because you've got the dumbass at the White House talking about, um, you know, this is the Chinese flu. 
Uh, and what's sickening, and there are other ethnic minorities who've joined on with that as well. Um, and yeah, you see what I'm saying? And so this thing just starts to spread out. This thing just starts to um, get, um, it, it becomes racialized as so many things do. And at a time when this is an unprecedented time, right? It's like my daughter doesn't have school. My semester has been, uh, we, you know, we're all online now. You know, uh, um, we're not holding graduation this year. Um, and a lot of schools are doing that, right? Most schools are that here in Chicago or in Illinois, really. They, they we have a shelter and home uh, um, uh, in effect right now. So you can only really go out for essential stuff. and. Man, it's just, you know, it's like, whoa, this is like something out of a, a damn movie. You know, you show up to the store and a lot of the shelves are picked over. Um, toilet paper, as you know, is 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 is, uh, is a premium being bid bid on uh, over on eBay. If you follow me on Instagram, you know I posted a couple of those things, man. Those bids were going on, you know, eighty, ninety, hundred dollars, man, for like twelve rolls. I mean, you know, because in the midst of this, you know, capitalism hasn't stopped, so. <laughs> People will uh, will always figure out a way to uh, to make money, especially in a time of tragedy and whatnot. So here we are, you right? And so I figured I'd bring Kathy on, and we should have a conversation in regards to that, in regards to theology, in regards to just the impact, particularly on Asian Americans, because you know, racist, racist motherfuckers, they ain't go, they ain't gonna be thinking, you know, oh, well, they're 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 Korean, oh, well, they're Chinese, and they're all oh, they're Japanese. You know, it's like all Asians there, they look alike and stuff, man. And so I figured let's let's talk and let's and let's and see what the impact is. And what's the impact, you know, particularly for people who are in the gig industry, right? Like who speak and who've had shit canceled. Um, you know, uh people who that they depend on that, right? Our entire economy. And this is what gets me about our economy. This is what gets me about uh the time that we find ourselves in. Um is that so much of this shit is made up right now as a social scientist we already know right we talk about social constructs and we talk about how how things are created right by other humans and so you know we analyze those but 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 check this out right it's like the tax deadline right everybody talks about you know things in life that are for sure um and of course we know death um and then some you know some people say uh taxes and i'm like well but taxes is a social construct <laughs> and so that date has been moved back right july 15th and now we're seeing right um we're seeing you know uh uh uh, uh this stimulus package um i was right which is like oh whoa okay so the government gonna give us money to spend so to, to help the economy wait a minute they they also pouring trillions trillions okay into the, the federal reserve just approved this right trillions trillion dollars a day uh into the big banks so that our economy doesn't fail right and we're seeing right it's like and they even got a mechanism on wall street right if trading gets too hectic stuff starts to fall like whoop beep pause you know let's just put pause on that and i'm like wow so we're seeing it right now right we're seeing how we treat the economy we treat money like a living breathing person you know, um, and certain people have been calling for like a moratorium on rent and mortgages and like, man, you know, while this time is happening, um, can we 
can we, you know, for the people who are like, for example, I got a godson who, you know, he is a comedian, a stand-up comedian, you know, but no no one's going to clubs right now and, and no club, you know, worth their weight in gold is, is open right now. So where's, what's he going to do for a paycheck? What's, what about rent? What about, what's he going to do, you know, when, when those bills come due? Not even just the, the damn uh, rent and mortgage, uh, but, you know, just lights, cell phone, internet, all those things, right? And what always gets me is when people say we're in this together. I mean, I guess on a, you know, a human universal level. I mean, yeah, I guess we're in this together, but you know, you ain't, you ain't with me. You ain't behind these walls. You ain't in my home. You ain't paying under my bills. And so it, 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 it irks me when people say, oh, you know, we're in this together. It's just like, well, I don't really know you. And so I don't really know if we really that in it because it's like when the, and you know, cause when the brakes are down, I see, you know, I don't know. I see a lot of crazy shit. So it's difficult for me to just hop on that bandwagon and, and to begin to think it's like, huh? So we can, what if you poured that trillion dollars a day that you're pouring into the big banks, like as if they need more goddamn money, what do you put that back into the people, right? The people Right, right. That people who need it. What if we expanded healthcare to people who need who actually need it? I mean, there's so many fuck ups on this this whole thing. This 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 coronavirus. I mean, the stuff that's just coming out every day. And I'm like, wow, man, this stuff is cracking me up. And then you have the nerve of certain pastors and whatnot who want to tell their parishioners uh, to show up to church. I saw some stuff the other day on Instagram, you know, folks telling like, you know, you got to we got to leave the church doors open and whatnot. I was like, no, man, stay your ass at home. It's like, God damn, you know, and that gets in again, that gets into a whole other conversation about bullshit theologies and, and, and healing. Um, and I think, you know, that's that's part of the, you know, the some of the poison that has entered uh, into people's mind. Right. It's like, you know, how then and, and really the, the question then is, is how then do we view a God in this type of scenario? Right. Um, how do we view um, right a theology around healing in this in this sense? Right. Uh, how does it what does it mean to, to tell somebody to be safe or I'm I'm praying for you in this in this season? Um, and those are serious questions that I'm asking theologically. Cause I'm like, I, it, this is where for me, it, it, I struggle with an understanding that, oh, God will just protect. Like, what does that protection look like? Because if we're going to go down that road, then we have to go down the road. And I've brought this up on the show before we have to go down the road. Then that says, okay. What about people all over the world? How much of our theology is built around first world problems? <laughs> right? And you think about it, it's like, you know, my wife and I have been talking a lot about this lately, right? It's like, you know, first world problems. Like, man, I'm, you know, I, I we, do, we just can't go out. We don't have the freedoms. And, 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 and imagine if martial law was actually imposed. Like, you know, what really needs to happen is all of our asses need to stay at home. As boring as it is, right? It's like, yeah, I get it. Well, it's not necessarily as boring, you know, for me, there's always stuff to do. I love being down here in the lab and whatnot, but then you got to ask the question. It's like, okay, if God is going to heal, if we're going to, if we're really going to, 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 to go down that, what then does that look like? Does, does God pick and choose? Does God then say, okay, these five over here, but then not these five over here. Are we quick to attribute somebody's healing or getting better to God or their immune system 
And I hear the argument that says, well, but God created the immune system, right? So, I mean, I don't know. These are some questions that I ask. These are some questions that I'm, you know, that I wrestle with, you know, in regards to, um, you know, being, being in, in that, that, that ontological nature of healing. What does that mean in this day and age? And that's, I don't have the answer to that. I really don't. Um, I really don't. I mean, I think, I think miracles do happen. Um, I, I do believe that, you know, uh, God can work in mysterious ways. Uh, but, uh, you know, the notion and idea that somehow, you know, we're blessed and we're covered. Just, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, it, it's, it's a difficult thing because that for me comes back to then again, am I just saying that because, uh, you know, uh, I have the freedom to say that, or I have the notion to say that because, you know, there are plenty of people who, who are dying from other, you know, viruses and whatnot that are out there as well. Um, who are believers who believe in God and whatnot. And so I don't know. It, it's, it, it's an interesting dilemma. Uh, I think it's something theologically. I mean, if you, you know, if somebody who ascribes to faith and wants to, you know, kind of walk down that road, I think it's important to ask those questions, um, you know, along with, you know, what that, what, what, what does that look like? You know, what is the product of the, the, the coronavirus? In other words, what, 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 you know, if you, if you look at it kind of like, for example, like, you know, in, 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 in a view of an eschaton, right. And this, this kind of, uh, end of the world apocalyptic, you know, which I, I, I don't believe. I, I think this is just generally something that is happening. We can probably expect a little bit more of this, uh, to be happening and particularly as our population grows as, uh, you know, the, the fact that we're all connected now through various forms, um, so it, yeah, you know, it's like what what happens. I mean, in this in this one, this is, isn't necessarily the kill rate is high, but it isn't necessarily taking out like millions a day. Like, what if we you know stumble upon something like that? I mean, I don't know. Again, this is these are just things that I that I think about and ruminate. And obviously, uh, since you know we're sitting at home a little bit more, um, there's a little bit more time to ponder on those things and to uh, cogitate, if you will, on those things and those matters and, and whatnot. So I do. I ask God, like, man, what's what does this look like in the in this midst? And I think that's also broadening the question too. I mean, theologically, um, you know, when we think about God, what does what does a God look like in the the scenario that we you know find life on other planets or find you know you know what what happens when there's another genesis story um and i think that will you know completely reshape our own theological understanding and whatnot and um yeah it, it those are just again things that i think about as as these things come up and you know you can disagree you know holla at your boy and we can have a conversation around that uh which is part of why i wanted to bring kathy on and uh she has great insight and she is uh, a friend and, and somebody you can literally text one day and be like hey i'm thinking about this can you come on the show uh tomorrow and she's like yes and i was like wow thank you so much for coming on and so this is a great conversation uh, like I said, right around the time that we need it, um, because, you know, like I said, man, you know, who knows what's going to be happening next week. And, you know, our shelter and home order doesn't end till April 7th. Um, and then also people keep talking about how, you know, there's, it's never going to go back to normal. So I'm wondering what that looks like as well. Um, I think, uh, 
those are some interesting, you know, things to hold in tension. Uh, you know, jobs are usually really stingy about rehiring people, right? I mean, it's kind of like when we had the, you know, second Gulf War and oil shortages was starting to happen and gas prices were just astronomical. At least if you living in California, I mean, I think at one point I saw, you know, gas, you know, it was like $6 a gallon and whatnot. And, you know, airlines, right? Airlines started charging us for bags right around the early 2000s. And uh, now this is something that the airlines had wanted to do for years, but they could never really put it in place, right? Or, or justify it. Uh, but then came this whole thing like, oh, the gas prices. So, you know, the planes are heavier now and we have to charge you for those bags. Like, oh my God, the Baines was heavy before <laughs> this happened. And, you know, and they were like, oh, well, as soon as the oil crisis is over, you know, we can, we can take these fees off. Well, those fees have never left. <laughs> shit so again man you know it's just it's just like, it's amazing to me just you know what who profits uh in this time and then of course you've heard of all the gop senators you know dropping their their uh or selling off their their stocks and whatnot and stuff man it's, it's just a crazy wild time man you know so i ask myself it's like you know where do, where do, where, do, where do i fit in in all of this and you know kind of and really kind of shores up you know where 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 certain folks are at and stuff and so i don't know those are some questions that I have. And if you have the answers, you know, hit me back, you know, at 1-800-255-PROFANE. I'm just kidding. Uh, don't call that number. That, that I just made that up. But uh, so I, felt, I felt like I was on the radio, right? And there was like, uh, you know, thousands of listeners. <laughs> at any rate, let me get to Kathy, y'all. I'm starting to ramble. And uh, this, like I said, this is, there's all kind of stuff pent up uh, that I've been uh, thinking about and whatnot. And so, and, and then I got to you know, put stuff together for these lectures and online, which I'm fine with, right? I'm, I'm cool. Like I've been teaching online. I know some of my colleagues are like freaking out, uh, but it does raise the question, right? It's like, where, like what in, in higher ed, it's just, it, this, this virus is just revealing a lot of shit and it reveals a lot of the dysfunction uh, that we, a lot of us knew that were happening. And then some of us are just figuring out, right? Um, you know, and hopefully we don't get to the place uh, well, we have to decide who lives and who dies, you know, right? But it seems like it might be heading that way. I hope not. I hope it doesn't come to martial law. Um, but, you know, these these are crazy times. So here we are, 2020. Well, without any further ado, I will bring on my guest this week, the great Kathy, and uh, check out this conversation. And again, as always, whitehodgepodcast.com. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google check us out and if you have some kind of a smart device and you want to just say hey play the podcast profane faith it'll do that for you all right all right y'all seriously stay safe out there um wash your hands and i hope to hear from you and i'll be back next week all right y'all here's kathy and i being at home and everything i saw some of your yoga stuff online i was like okay all right all right yeah yeah <sighs> all right yes well this let's is talk about nonsense let's talk about the <laughs> nonsense this is uh it's some crazy stuff what uh, what is <laughs> so for those listeners and i've been recording I mean, this is this you know we we this is good You're, you got it all hooked up what uh what what has been your response and what is what how, how have you been engaging with this COVID-19. They call it the novel, I guess, coronavirus. Yes. I don't know how yes. novel it is. 
<sighs> well, you know, I confess, I think about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I was definitely in the like, well, is it really that bad? Yes, we should all be washing our hands. Yes, airplanes are gross and disgusting. <laughs> no, that is not new, right? Like that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't terribly worried and then was paying more attention to like, oh, it is over in Italy and that's looking like a big old mess. Right. Right, that, that like I understood it didn't surprise me how um, things really erupted in China. And part of it was like timing. It was around as we were approaching um, Lunar New Year. And, uh, you know, there's population density. It was a sm it was part of a province. It was limited to Wuhan. And then it like jumped. Right. <laughs> Right. Like it it jumped as viruses do because people and uh, and then it seemed like things were really ramping up and getting very chaotic mm -hmm. in Italy. And then there was that, you know, flare up in Seattle outside of Seattle. Yes. yes. At the nursing home, at the nursing right. home. That's right. And that's when I was like, ooh. This is not good because you could see how it was being handled here in the yes. U.S. Yep. in a fairly metropolitan area with access to medical care. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, this is not good. This is not good. Uh, so we have been uh, a family of five since Tuesday, okay. but because my husband is a, uh, he's on faculty at a dental school. He oh, wow. actually has been to work every day um, up until Wednesday when he was supposed to go on vacation and he opted to take his vacation days to just stay and stay at home. Okay. And so we have uh I have gone on a walk with my 20-year-old son. I can't remember the last time we did that. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I right? Bet. Like he was like, I need to go outside. I need to go out for a walk. He hadn't been outside probably since Monday. Okay. I think. And we we went out for a walk yesterday. So he was like, I, I just need to get out. Um, I so I went out for a walk yesterday and I haven't been out. Um up until yesterday, I did change into like normal clothes in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And today I was like, oh, forget it. What's right. the point? Right. Um, <laughs> I am getting a little like, oh, this is not going to be easy for the next, like for at least two more weeks. So we shall see. Um, we're trying to enjoy the time together as a family. This is very unexpected. Uh, I'm trying to let go of lots of stuff. So I'm looking at a big mess in my home and I'm just going to let it be, which is really hard for me. <laughs> I, get, so I get hard. you. I get <gasps> you. I get you. Now, because now how has this affected you, you know, just like financially? Because I know you 
speak yeah. and you have a yeah. book and you tour and you do a lot yep. of stuff out and about. Yep. For those of you listening again, hashtag, what is it? Fly with, no, fly with, no, not fly with me. Speaker, no, I forget all the hashtags. Oh, what are the yeah, hashtags? Yeah. Writer, speaker, yoga teacher is my hashtag. And uh, so my last speaking gig was at the beginning of March. Okay. And things were just starting to get a little wonky over in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad I went because that is now the last thing on my schedule. Everything is cleared out. Things that then were rescheduled for later in the spring now have gone through a second rescheduling. So something that was supposed to be this weekend got pushed to May and then they pushed it to September. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And uh, I all of my yoga teaching has dried up. Our uh, studios closed on Sunday. Okay. And uh, and then through the studio, I was teaching two corporate classes and three weekly classes. So my five classes are gone. And then I was working a very, very, very part time retail job. Uh, because I like the discount and <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, I, uh, my shifts for this week were initially all canceled and then, uh, nationally they closed the stores a few days ago until, uh, early April. So it's all gone. Wow. <laughs> it's all gone. I had one freelance project that I just wrapped up. Okay. So hopefully I'll get that check. Yeah, in the next few weeks I'll have that check. But otherwise, on that end, it's been it's gone. It's all gone. Wow. And that and yeah. you know, again, for those of you listening, I mean, those are those are checks that, you know, we depend to pay bills and keep lights right. on and food in the table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's oh, so it's a little crazy geez. too, because the reason why our daughter is home is because she you know, she does the gig thing as mm-hmm. well. She mm-hmm. is a dancer, so she has a, it's a full-time job without full-time benefits, right? It's almost full-time hours, but no benefits. Mm. And uh, she's, it's kind of adjacent to the fitness industry. So that's yeah. all been closed. That's all been shut down and rightfully so. So when that happened, we said, come on home. I mean, you might as well be home in, uh, more square footage with a yard so that you can go outside <laughs> right. instead of being cooped up in your a little apartment um, and none of you are making any money. So come on home. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Well, I mean, this is it's, this is this is interesting because one of the classes I teach right now um is of course looking at family and friends in the mediated era. And so we mm-hmm. spent uh, the good portion of the semester just looking at, you know, defining family. What does family look like, you know, with FaceTime involved? What is screen time? And right be- right before we left for the, the break, uh, I had them watch Children of Men. I don't know if you've seen that film. Yes. Yeah, all right, so you know. <laughs> and so we were talking about dystopian ideologies and Adorno and, you know, of course, the, the topic of prepping came up and like, what does that look like? And, you know, it's like, man, this is interesting because, you know, we were, we were talking about some of these things. Right. And right. had student presentations on like a virus, like what if a virus had had passed now. 
So you got the job, you got the family. Now, the broader social thing. You got uh, the dumbass in office that is talking about <laughs> the Chinese virus. Yes. Now, what the hell is that? Oh, well, you and I know, and hopefully most of your listeners already know, it's what we conveniently have labeled as a dog whistle. I'm sorry, dogs. Um, <laughs> yes. And, right, it's, it, and it's just so... I mean, part of it is like, gosh, do we need do we need to keep giving attention to him in the middle of a global pandemic? Right. It, it's the right. it's the tension there, which is like so you and I are both in Illinois and we are about to go like the governor is going to shut the state down. Right. <laughs> He's yes. going to tell us to shelter in place in a yes. little bit. And um, and I've I've been counting my rolls of toilet paper like I, I tried not to get a little crazy and go nuts about it. Um, but then I, I was like, wait, there's, neighbors. right? Like there's five <laughs> of us. There are five of us and we eat healthy. We eat lots of fruits and vegetables. And so I'm like, wait, five of us with how many rolls of toilet paper? But um, yeah, Trump just keeps going off, insisting that uh, it is the Chinese virus and others are playing along with that. And it right. it's so many levels, right? It's the, um, it's the attaching it not to a location or mm -hmm. a, uh, or the communist party. It is attaching it to a people group. Right. And a people group where here specifically, but also generally, no one is going to go, oh, you're Chinese and you're not but you're Asian American, right? right it's like, right. it's all, so it's all encompassing. It's something that the Asian American community knew at some level was happening when this first uh, was um, starting to spread beyond uh, Wuhan, knowing even if it had stayed in China, that uh, the, the trickle down effect never works in economics, but it happens in racism, which is that would then somehow be attached and connected to Chinatowns and Asian American, Asian owned businesses. Mm -hmm. And uh, just a couple of weeks ago, before things were starting to get uh, hot here mm -hmm. in Chicagoland, before schools were even closed, right? There was that push, like go eat in Chinatown, go see the sites in yeah. Chinatown. Yeah, I remember there was that. a specific push for that in part because the Asian American community broadly knew this is going to be blamed on us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is going to be attached to us. And then to have um, Trump do what he did and continues to do is to attach it to a people group, to, att uh, to attach it to a non-white people group to distance himself from any responsibility, right? He's saying, oh, I'm just blaming, I'm just assigning, I'm just being accurate in where right. this uh, virus came from, as if accuracy was ever something that he cared about or it's, was possible exactly. of doing, right? Exactly. Right? I mean, big words are hard for him. He likes to point out when he uses big words. So. I don't know where all of this like, yes, you should. It's totally fine is coming from other than, oh, it's another excuse for people to be racist and say it's about accuracy. So I will say, OK, fine. Then you're just being accurately racist. Absolutely. Bravo. And it felt like it just came out of nowhere. Like, I feel like, OK, we're talking about all this and stuff. And then all of a sudden he just drops that. 
in a goddamn tweet. I think that's where he first said it, right? Was it in a tweet or was it in the actual, was it in an actual talk? Yeah, uh, it was first in a tweet. Okay. And then he has been using it in the uh, White House um, press briefings and where he is just behaving the way he has always behaved, which is an incompetent uh, child in an old man's body. Yes. Um, and defending it, defending it when reporters ask him. And uh, and so, the, you know, in the circles that I'm in where it's there are still evangelical and evangelical adjacent circles, people defending that, wanting to kind of go back in history and say, well, you know, there was the Spanish flu and the German measles. And OK, well, never mind that the World Health Organization no longer does that kind of naming because they've realized that you know, as recent as 2015, I think, decided, oh, you know what? That actually isn't helpful Right. <laughs> in dealing <laughs> with a virus is to attach it to a, a location geographically or a people group. Um, so, I, you know, he's just doing it to divert attention and uh, avoid the blame. And also, I can't help but wonder if it's just to confuse people who love him and will always support him and then just begin to assume that he's talking about something else. Right. Well, and it's also interesting too. I read this morning, uh, I think routers put it out that they were saying that, you know, South Korea and U S mm -hmm. you know, both had the out, you know, are just the started up right around the same time, but that South yep. Korea's got it. Like they got, yep. it under, they got it under control. It's like, it's a lockdown now. Yep. Yep. We over here, you know, fumbling through, oh, you know, shutting down states and this and that. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Right. Right. And, you know, again, there are a lot of different things in play. Korea, South Korea is much smaller, but there's sure, also sure. population density issues. Yeah. Right. There's um, it's a different form of government, all of those types of things. And yet we are supposed to be the greatest country in the world. Right. We're not. We just like to talk about ourselves that way all the time. And in doing so, I think, uh, continue to lack the wisdom and leadership to address the weaknesses of a culture and a society that is so independently minded that the idea of sheltering in place is a little horrifying. And also, are they really going to enforce that in different communities like I just like I'm we're going to hear it from the governor but there are there's also part of me that's like well what is what are the local police really going to do here yeah because yeah. right they're not are they going to be driving around and like ticketing people <laughs> well it's funny because it's like here in Oak Park they they sent out a message about sheltering in place so last night technically we went under this new kind of thing right it was like the old right. park mayor was just like no we found somebody here in the village that has uh you know that tested positive and we want everybody to shelter in place and then it kind of goes into like specifics they were like well but the police won't be stopping right. anybody at the border and i'm like right oh okay <laughs> and then they were like well you know they're just just non-essential work you know travel whatever just don't do it basically stay in your home but you can go out and run and if you need to go to the grocery store, you can go. And it's just interesting because, it's, again, it's like, don't do anything. But but, you know, only if you want to. 
<laughs> right, right. Because again, uh, don't do anything because it might actually be harmful to your neighbor, which would be important if we were truly a Christian nation. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. But what is actually uh, the the higher value is your independent. Um, it's your independence and your own judgment and what you need as opposed to deciding that your needs are less important than the safety of your neighbor, which is very Christian. So I don't know. I mean, we've been having conversations in our home around that too, what that means. But then, you know, kind of going back to this whole Chinese virus thing, I, I, I'm angry. I'm tired. I am realizing that uh, that tweet and then watching the video clips of Trump saying that has just brought up lots of past stuff in Mm. my body. Like I feel the tension. I feel the anxiety and the anger. I'm not sleeping well. Um, I'm not overly concerned about my personal safety, um, but I also am not stupid and naive to think that I'm perfectly safe. You know, I was in the car, um, it was Monday, it was at an intersection, stopped, and you can still make eye contact with like the driver across the way. I was blowing my nose and then I noticed that that driver was looking right at me he took, he rolled down his window. And as I was passing him, he like started pointing at me and yelling at me. Oh Lord. I couldn't hear him. Cause I was listening to something blowing my nose and driving, but I saw what was happening. Right. And you know, this feeling like, mm-hmm. well, I, you know, I'm sure it wasn't that, but why am I, why am I so sure? Right. Because we're told, give them the benefit of the doubt. Right. You know, you don't know. You don't you didn't hear you. You can't prove. And all I know is. He he was I was the only person driving. (laughs) It wasn't nighttime. Right. And my headlights go on automatically. (laughs) There was no coffee cup on my car there was no car seat with a baby on you know like all of the things that you could think of why somebody might be yelling at another driver and i just thought this is what we are trained to do in a racist white supremacist culture is that you are the one who has to uh gaslight yourself (laughs) that didn't happen (laughs) i'm sure that was normal well, and I think it's interesting, too. I mean, because, right, it's like it's ethnic minorities. And I'm sure is the other mm-hmm. layer, too, in the intersections of it, being a woman, yes. um, mm-hmm. you know, you it, it feels like sometimes it's like this double speak that, that that we have in the heads. Like, well, I don't want to believe that. And maybe, yeah, it's just like I, I feel like I always hear that that, that yes. one centrist, moderate white person yes. in the room that says, yes. oh, but that's not what it really was. And yes. And yes. You, how do you really know that? And 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 you don't you don't you don't know what that person was thinking. That person could have just been saying hi to you. And so. Right. Yes. Like you yes. said, it's the benefit of the doubt. I think that's deep. That's and, and in right. this these type of situations. Right. It's like, right. 
you know, right. like Ebola, you know, people, you know, still associate that with, oh, that's, you know, that's the African, you know, African mm-hmm, disease and, mm-hmm. and, and whatnot and, and how we look at and treat people. And so it's and, and again, it's 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 forgetting like, well, if you want to talk about like historically, I mean, you know, you know, smallpox and the shit that was brought over, you know, to this country right. that infected damn near millions. Right. You know, but again, it's just, you know, we just forget about that, about that stuff. So so let me ask you this then. Mm-hmm. What is the, speaking of intersections, being a woman, being Korean, <laughs> married, kids, and then mm-hmm. add in, what is the religious, how's, oh. how's that overlap with that? Because, and I asked this because a couple of different things, like after Trump tweeted that, underneath it, I saw, and this is what confounds me, are blacks who vote for Trump, like this whole thing of blacks yes. for Trump. Yes. And there was this one African-American woman who was on there and was just like, you know, she tweeted us. It was basically said the same thing that you would think you would hear on Fox. Like, well, hey, it originated in China. This is exactly what it is. So he's being absolutely accurate in this and quit being so, you know, sensitive about these things. And this is what's happening. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you 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 okay with that? So you okay with then just black bitch then, right? Oh, they weren't talking about you though, right? You know, they, right, they right. weren't saying nothing about you. That's just but, right. So I'm 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 curious, like right? It's like like yeah. what in the hell is going on? Because uh, like you said, automatically Fox News jumped on it, and and people you know associated with that were just like, oh, right. well, he's being accurate. That's why right. why are y'all taking issue with what he's saying? I mean, that's exactly right. what it is, right? And because the Chinese government was trying to blame the United States and saying it was their fault or some, and you know, I think there was some conspiracy theory kind of situation. Um, And, and, you know, there are plenty of Asian Americans who uh, also voted for Trump, who also have decided that they would, uh, that being the honorary white person is a good thing. So there's that. Uh, and and they yeah. will ignore that, right? They, they will also make the same argument and say, and because they are in a place of privilege as American citizens, naturalized or American born, will say, yeah, it didn't originate here. Um, as if that is a great way to talk about a global pandemic. Uh, so the layers are... Um, are many. And I have been in a couple kind of smaller Facebook groups that have tried to discuss this issue recently. And uh, there was one a couple days ago where I just finally said, here are my last three thoughts and I'm out. I'm out. Um, A good friend of ours, we both know Irene Cho, we were both in there um, at different points kind of trying to engage people, asking questions like, well, why do you why do you see this as being accurate? Help us understand where you're coming from. And, you know, kind of folks saying, no, absolutely. This is totally fine. It's not a big deal. He's doing a great job, that kind of stuff. And I kind of messaged her on the on the actual in the actual Facebook Facebook group, like, why are we here? Why are we here? And I made my few comments and then uh, I'm out, I'm done. Um, and in part, again, I think that that the intersections around faith, um, ethnicity, mm-hmm. gender, mm-hmm. Uh, they're more apt to listen to another white male than they are to listen to Asian American women who are actually living the experience, right? So, um, I have to give them the benefit of the doubt and give them plenty of room to ask the devil's advocate questions. 
but right. uh, I am not allowed to then demand that uh, they listen, right? They, I, I am supposed to ask them all sorts of questions and they are only allowed to make statements. I can't ask them to ask questions. I can't interrogate them about anything. It's more, you know, like I have to give them the benefit of the doubt and they don't have to believe any of my personal experience because it's just one person because their one, their individual experience is supposed to be Mm. uh, universal. Mm -hmm. Right. So I I think it goes back to the idea of um, the things that you and I both do, right. Writing and, speaking. And when we do that, we cannot hide some of our identifiers, right? Our social location for you as a black man. Yeah. (laughs) For me Mm -hmm. as an Asian woman, we can't hide that. And in the Christian and evangelical, evangelical adjacent world where people still will say, oh, but you know, I'm colorblind. When stuff like this happens, they're not colorblind. Right. Right. Oh, that's so weird. It's so weird how now we want to be accurate and say this virus came from, and therefore they have to take responsibility when in the faith as Christians, it's not about a single person. We all bear responsibility. We are supposed to feel one another's pain when one part of the body hurts, the whole body hurts. And yet when something like this happens, it's, oh, no, 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 right. you started it. Right. And and I think I said this, and I've been on a couple different interviews now around this, podcasts around this, when I hear that, when I hear Christians, adults saying, well, they started it, right? It started right. over there. I think, uh, are any of us parents, when we hear that, what do we hear? She did it. He yeah. did it. Yeah. Right. And I just yeah. want to yell like into the back seat. I don't care who the hell started it. You need to figure it out now. Because this is impacting all of us. Exactly. I don't care who hit the domino. They all just went down. And if you want to play dominoes, are you going to pick them up? Or are you going to stand there and point fingers? And and so I feel that tension right now because I do think it is important to talk about the anti-Asian American racism. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it's with kids, although most of the kids are not at school anymore. Um but what happens when they all go back? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And and who gets blamed? And the name calling starting all over again uh, and the teasing and the bullying. And then when we go back into our communal spaces and as you asked, you know, about churches, what happens then when nothing has been taught and learned while we are in our social distancing phase, uh, while we are also trying to stay safe and care for our neighbors and our families and be wise. uh, It's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yes, (laughs) it really is. It really is. I mean, and that's, and I think this also highlights just the ongoing, right, these issues. I mean, I just I, I was reading some headline where they were saying, you know, the 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 things that we actually need to do 
uh, to, to stop, you know, the spread of this virus, you know, most Americans would just think it's just, it's too, or U.S. citizens would just think it's too extreme, right? It's like right. the stuff that we really need to do. And so it's right. just, you know, and I think about that. And I mean, I think about how deep individualism, yes. this autonomy goes, this this sense, again, of of neoliberalism and, and, and how deep capitalism goes. I mean, when you think, you know, you got toilet paper being bidded on and on eBay for 80, 90, a hundred dollars, oh yes. you know, for four rolls. Um, right. and it's got a, a whole bunch of bids, right? It's like, it's not just, a yes. Few. And I'm like toilet paper. I mean, yeah, I get it. We got it, but it's just like toilet paper. That stuff is out. So I am, uh, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to think through like what, when we think about just moving forward, what is that? Cause people are saying that this, the, the, the normality won't won't return. What do you what do you think? Well, there's two questions there. What do you think that new normal will be? Like, you know, some people are saying, "Oh man, this stuff's going to be going on through, right through the summer." Um, like we're just we're just seeing the starts of this, right? right? Um, and then and then there's the other side of it that's that you know you have Christians who say, "Well, don't stop church." Like, oh my this, gosh. Is, this is the reason we are yes. Christians that we we believe God will heal us, and so yes. you have to keep going to church, especially right. the people who want to receive that blessing. Right. Yes. So I don't know. Those um, I know. Those are two questions, but you take whichever one I you paint, want. Yeah, I paint. Um, I point people who like the the church folk who are like, uh, one, um, the government cannot shut us down. I've seen that, and I'm like, well, yes, but you all could die, so you pick. <laughs> um, uh, and also point to South Korea because. Uh, the spike was tied back to, I think it, uh, the patient was called patient 31, who had come down with the symptoms and had gone to church, had gone to lunch, had gone to Bible study, and in the process probably uh, um, put in danger another thousand people. Wow. <laughs> and then those 1,000 people went on to come in contact with their 1,000 people, right? So, and they were able to track this down as uh, scientists can do when they want to be accurate. And they traced it to this one patient, patient 31. And and I would say to uh, church leaders, faith leaders in general, right? So um, I believe we are coming up on Ramadan I think so. Um, I think so. Yeah. Uh, and and so I've seen um, a, f a few Muslim leaders saying, you know, we, we need to get on this now <laughs> because this is going to impact our communities in a different way because of the traditions that we hold and having to think outside of the box. And so it's been it really interesting to see church leaders, big and small, trying to figure out how to go online. But ultimately, you know, is is the individual right of a person or a church, a faith community, an organization, does that, uh, is that more important than uh, the well-being of an entire community that could be put at risk? Uh, I am not convinced that things are going to be that different once things go back to uh, 
pre-social distancing rules of okay. engagement. Um, and the reason why I say that, um, uh, unless there are things that are changed uh, policy-wise, uh, things after 9-11 changed when uh, large corporations and the government set in place new rules. So it was after 9-11 mm-hmm. that you saw government and larger uh, like community public spaces um, put up those barricades, right? Those ugly concrete whatevers <laughs> in front of uh, state buildings, government buildings. Um, there was a bigger, broader perimeter around those types of spaces. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then the biggest change were the rules with TSA. Um, you know, you had to take your shoes off and your belt off and you could only bring three ounces of liquid, blah, 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 blah. Um, because the government put those things into place. But otherwise, I can't think of tangible ways life permanently changed for me and the rest of the country across the board after 9-11. You know, okay. I, yeah. I know new, like I, I know New Yorkers talk about how their lives were very different and, you know, um, their, their skyline changed forever. Their awareness of space has changed. And yet I'm like, has it? I mean, has it really, has your awareness and the way you carry yourself in the city changed since pre 9-11? I don't know, but I know we all fly differently. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, but beyond that, I can't really think of like permanent changes other than, you know, we went to war. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so I think that's that's why I don't have a lot of hope because I know folks have been saying, well, maybe hopefully we will learn from this and be a better us. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I hope there's a small part of me that is still allowed to hope, but I'm not so sure that... Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think industries and corporations and the government will change the way it does anything significantly different. Do you? I, I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, I, I I don't I don't know. I mean, you're right. I mean, yeah. that's that's a really good point. I mean, I think. Um, you know, it'll be interesting just how long this thing goes, right? Like my, for example, my daughter's schools, you know, they're saying they're going to come back, you know, in the mid, mid April, but I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm saying, so it's like, you know, we'll see how long this stuff goes, but I'm, but I'm curious and I'm curious to, you know, this is obviously an election year and Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I'm wondering how the, the U S public in general will view Trump in this. Cause we forget things real quick in this country. So if like the election was tomorrow, maybe he right. wouldn't get reelected. But I by by November we'll have forgotten all of this yes, stuff. Yes, yes. And yeah. we'll just look at him like, you know, he was the savior. I, he was I made a few mistakes. Hey, but Obama, you know, Obama fumbled right. uh, Ebola virus and look what happened. Right. Right. So, right. 
I'm not sure. I guess I'm I guess I'm wondering for particularly for those who who got laid off and the impact of those who are uh, affected by this, because we all know, right, how stingy once a business puts you out, it's like they're stingy mm-hmm. about rehiring, right? They're stingy. And right. everybody's talking about, oh, we're in this together. And no, we're, we're not. Right. <laughs> right. No, no. Somebody posted it. I retweeted it. Uh, they were show, it was showing a, um, a scene from um, Parasite and they were like, you know, all the it was a woman in the back seat when uh, old boy was driving and she was like up, you know, feet up. And they were like the caption was like all the rich people, you know, and actors and everything, millionaires saying, oh, we're in this together. And then like everybody else in the world was the was brother man driving the car. Yeah. And, stuff. Yeah. and so it's like I, and so I'm, I'm curious to know, like what the long term impacts, for example, my godson, he's. Uh, he does com- uh, he does comedy. He's a stand up comic. Um, so obviously that's done. Nobody's meeting in places right. anymore. Um, and you know he works at like this little carpet shop. Um, and you know that's that's been closed too. Because so it's just like, all right, both sources. Wow, you know, screw me. Yeah. Like both sources of income are done. So I don't know. I mean, that's why that's why I'm asking because everybody's just saying like, oh, we're not going to go back to normal. Because I think about this just even for online stuff like, you know, what does right. what does fall registration look like? If oh a parent gosh. is tripping and saying we're in Florida, why do you want to go all the way back to Chicago to school? Why don't you just stay right. here and take some local classes? They offer yep. them online anyways. Right, right, right. And you've been doing it now. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. And certain schools are going to be better at it by the fall yep. anyway. Um, and I've been having this conversation via text with other uh, friends of mine whose kids are in college. And, you know, part of it is this is not what we were expecting and paying for as right. parents, right? Like right. I was not paying for an online experience. Not only that, but from from teachers, instructors who are not used to the the medium, right? It'd be a different thing if this is what we had anticipated. And these were uh, educators who were fluent in online uh, teaching, right? but they don't have the skill set. Right. They've not had to adjust, which also says something about education and higher ed, right? Like what what am I paying for? Because these kids know how to do everything, right? (laughs) Right? Like all three kids have been connecting with their friends, whether it's like Hangouts, Google Hangouts, FaceTiming, you know, sharing videos constantly so they know how to do it they should be getting money back to teach their professors and TAs how to do the thing that they grew up knowing how to do Um, so I don't know how that will change I do I and I'm wrestling with this too as somebody who's been paying for things like a dorm that we're not using for the semester and you know, in-face college education that we're not getting is this like, well, I want my money back. Right. (laughs) But also if I get my money back, that means everybody gets their money back. And that means I'm not, you know, it's, it's the professors down to the custodians. Yes. And the people working in food services. Yep. Like what is the impact around that? And, and, and we feel it here too. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen for Peter, right? The the school is still open. And so after vacation, after a week, we he might be going back. He might not. Um, but if he doesn't, what does that mean? 
for the students. And then, you know, the rest of us were here because school has been changed. Bethany and I are home because we don't, our jobs, the way they existed, don't exist anymore. Um, but it is interesting. I mean, it's funny. We had a good laugh with the boys because they were definitely of the generation where we just had so many arguments about get offline. <laughs> and now we're like, are you online? Have you checked into your e-learning? <laughs> right. You know, like, have you gotten a hold of your professors? What, what's going on? Can you help me with this Facebook live thing? And right. it's just like the tables have turned and maybe that's going to be different. I don't know. Um, that's a great point. It's, it's wild. It's wild. It's wild. That's a great point. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, and I think, I mean, a lot of this just reveals just one, how unprepared we are as a nation, as, as, right. as a country. Um, you know, we've heard about the report that they put out last year, you know, that they ran that simulation and, you know, found yes. that we were just, you know, we're, we're just naked. You know, the, right. the emperor is naked. And so... Yep. Uh, and you know, of course, you know, nothing was done like, like it normally is it's just like, right. Oh, well, there's, there's that. Oh, um, well. we also see the profiting, right. Of people. Yes. It's like that this, this opens up a wide gap of that's, and that for me is like the bigger, the bigger thing. It's like, because we are symbiotically connected. It's like, well, if the student isn't going to be in the dorm, they're probably not going to be going out as much. That means that could affect Uber drivers. That can affect the right. restaurants that are there. Like you said, the, the people that work in the in the cafeteria. Right. You know, who's who's going to be paying them when they're not in? Right. They're, the rest of the semester, they're not in. They were depending on that that income and stuff. And so the the bigger economy, what is that? What is that going to do? Like gas is cheap now. You can go to Costco. Oh. I think it was like 205 a gallon or something crazy like that. But. Come June and we're yeah. back at it. Does it go back up again? Right. And we see kind of see those fluctuating. And I think it also reveals just the 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 complete divide, like you said, generationally between young folks who've grown up, particularly those who've grown up in this century, millennia, and even mm -hmm. in the last, you know, 10, 10 years, this has been their life. And and mm -hmm. seeing the challenges to higher education right now, that the fact that there are so many resistant older professors, you know, and I'll call out, right. you know, those who have been tenured and full professors, yes. right? It's just kind of, they've yes. gotten so comfortable that they don't yes. have to think about this. So I think those are some of the things that I keep in mind and keep in tension um, as this continues to develop. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, honestly, I think the thing that will stick that I worry about is that place where we started this conversation is that when we look back, the blame will continue to be on Asian Americans, right? There, right. There's, right. there is that kind of the, the way the powers that be have chosen the language they have chosen and keep defending that unless other leaders rise to the occasion, which they so rarely do, uh, that in the places of influence, like in high, in, um, institutions of higher learning in churches and other religious organizations and institutions, if it is not blatantly specifically addressed, then that it will be the narrative that sticks. Yes. And that is the thing that changes is it, it is one more uh, tragedy that America overcame despite the others. Right. <laughs> right. So, um, and I, I've seen that in history. Just the other day, I saw somebody defending uh, 
Japanese incarceration during World War II saying um, they had written down in a Facebook group, well, but the government did it to protect the Japanese and Japanese Americans. <laughs> right. And I was like, right. yeah, I remember seeing that in a textbook too. <laughs> oh. So that's why they took their land and shops and yeah. businesses and yeah. never gave yep. it back. Right. And most of the church stood silent. So, uh, again, I think that if, if anything changes, we'll see what happens in the history books because that I think is also part of why Trump does what he does is that he's concerned about his own legacy and, um, his own, you know, Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm curious too. I mean, you said, you know, historically, I'm, I'm a couple different things. I mean, I from think about, I mean, this article just came across my timelines that the total cost of her COVID-19 treatment was, you know, $34,927. And it's like get a, getting hospitalization. Like what are, who's, who's going to be going into bankruptcy because, because of this, you know, who didn't have, we already know that healthcare, you know, is a major issue in this country. Right. You know, and, and then it's like the money that Trump is giving out. It's like, okay, wait a minute. All you cats who was yelling about socialism and the yes. government trying to, you know, control yep. things, but y'all ain't going to be complaining when that check come though. Huh? Nope. Nope. So, so nope. I, I think about and they'll th vote for him because right, of that, right? Right. Like that check is going to conveniently land in all of our mailboxes in October. Yes, conveniently. Yep. Just to, here's yeah. a little reminder, right? It's mm -hmm. like here's uh, you know, here's a little something, something for you to vote. So I don't know. I, I think about that, and I think about again just the the, the amount of business because it's like for me it feels like okay, aside from eating your loved ones drinking water, exercising. It's like, man, a lot of this stuff is just like, I don't want to say fake, but I'm going to say fake, right? It's like, we, mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. can move the tax date back. It doesn't have to mm -hmm, be April 15th. Yeah. We can just move that back. And you know, we can just cancel this and we can, we can cancel that and move this over here. It's just like, man, it's just so many social constructs that we depend on and think are reliable, right? The economy that we treat like a person, Right. Uh, and, and, you know, it's like, well, this would be a great time to cancel debt. Why, why couldn't we put a moratorium on rent? Why couldn't we put a more, like if somebody's not getting paid, like, can, can we, can we do that? There's enough billionaires, uh, in this, you know, in this country. So I'd be curious, like when they say we're in it together, what is, what does that really mean? Right. Right. I think it means, um, it's a nice saying and for a certain generation, it evokes uh, high school musical and, um, and I don't, I don't actually think we're all in this together. Uh, that is not what the country's um, value system has been, right? It's, right. It, we are all in this together. We is very specific. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very specific. And the, the president, the Trump, the Trumper made it very clear, I am not part of the we. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And he's made clear in, in the past, you are not part of the we. Um, and, uh, and I think, was it you, somebody, I know somebody posted and there were a couple people who posted, not only are, have there been lines, you know, around, you know, Costco's and other grocery stores trying to, um, not just stock up on things, but like some people are 
straight up hoarding because I don't know why there's no toilet paper and I don't understand how many thermometers a single household needs and why aren't we running out of hand soap because I kind of feel like that's the thing we should be running out of Um, but guns right like people are stocking up on ammunition and guns and uh, and I thought I thought of many conversations you and I have had yeah around gun ownership and and what if kind of thing. And um, so I just, I do think we're all in this together is a little bit of a, like I, when certain people say that, I'm like, I know you don't really mean me. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Um, Yeah, those are the things I do, I think about. I mean, I, you know, and I'm wondering, like, you know, it's like, what is it? I think he's a Russian philosopher and kind of cultural theorist talks about it's like, you know, until you see the shit, you know, I think it's Slavo Sizek, you know, he talks about, you know, just until you see the shit, until you see the actual murk and mire he's like you know he was talking about you know like global warming and and and, mm-hmm. and uh climate change it's like you know until you see like go to a dump and look at all the stuff that comes in daily like just just the amount of crap that's thrown away in the united states but it's like you can't because it's like you walk out and the grass is cut it's nice and like, right. you know and 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 things are picked up and i mean even in the hood right yeah, it may be jacked up um uh, and in many, many, many ways, uh, and and some do look, you know, sort of like war zones, especially here, you know, in in some places in Chicago. But at the end of the day, there's still services running. Mm-hmm. There's still stores that are open. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And it's like how how far was you know how far is Hollywood off from you know the total chaos that we see you know with militias forming and right. you know people looting just to loot and just the sheer amount of panic right. that are in that is in people's I don't know. It just gets me to think of like uh, Adorno and the culture industry and just uh, just how we've we again it, the, the rupturing of of our daily lives and what that looks like. So anyway, I don't you know, get to, I'll get all get all into that. Um, but anyways, this is this has been great. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I again, for those of you listening, this is I literally texted you yesterday because I was like, we need, to do is, we need to do an episode in profane faith on, on this whole thing this, <laughs> with all the crap and shit that's been said. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stay out of church. That's no right. No church services on Sunday. I know. Well, and no. I don't, I don't go to church already, so I'm, I'm good. I know. Same. We've, we've been struggling. Oh my gosh. That's a, that's a whole nother episode, right? I'm trying to get together sure. right now about folks who don't you know, like I'm, I'm actually good with no church. I haven't even thought about it really. Mm, I still <laughs> like, I still miss it. I still, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think it, it is that sense of community yeah. and like, Oh, being, being in a place together, it doesn't yes. have to be a church, right. But being together with people whom you trust, who you have a core uh, set of beliefs that you agree upon. And then other things are like, you're going to talk about and you can disagree and you can laugh and you can push each other's buttons. And then at the end of the day, you still love each other. Um, I, I do miss that. Um, but I also think that in the last couple of weeks as, as COVID-19 has been, uh, spreading and, um, our individual rights have shifted away from individual to communal concern. Um, I've also been like, Oh, you know, 
here are the people I need to check up on and here are the phone calls I need to make. Yep. And yep. yeah, yeah. So it's been, it's been crazy, Dan, crazy. Well, I thank you for, for, for making the time and just you're having welcome. this conversation around this and, and whatnot. Uh, for those who haven't, and again, you're listening, you know, I'll put, uh, you've been on the show now a couple of times. So mm-hmm. talking about your book, Raise Your Voice. Um, and uh, I'll put those sh- those links in the show notes. Where can folks find you though? Because I know you're on another podcast, correct? With JR? Yeah, um, with JR, Matt Michelotis and uh, Clay Morgan. It's the Fascinating Podcast. So we talk a lot more about faith, uh, faith and pop culture yes. and things that we like. Things that fascinate us. <laughs> yeah, it's a great podcast. I was, Thanks. I've been on it, and uh, it's a, it's a great place. Uh, any other places folks can find you? And I know you're on Twitter. Yep, on Twitter, still on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, that's it. I threaten TikTok, but you know. <laughs> oh my gosh, I am I am resisting with all of my might. Oh, TikTok. Yes, 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 yes. Well, again, thank you so much, Kathy, for coming on and just and taking the time. Um, I will say this, though. I do believe that uh, I think Trump is COVID-19 positive. I think I think we're I think so, too. I think so, too. Yep. Yep. I think that fool is is positive like a mofo. But, you know, <laughs> they, they, they wouldn't release that even if he was like sick in bed or something, man. I right. And I also wondered about Mitch McConnell because he right. was gone forever. And I was right. like, I bet I bet he has been in quarantine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, man. And that's a whole nother because that was part of the thing. Other thing, too. I don't mean to bring up a whole nother line of conversation here, but it's like, you know, just is. Even like Trump's spiritual advisors, right? It's like this oh whole gosh. thing is like, yep, you're not going to get sick, and yep. Oh Lord, yeah, Lord have mercy. <sighs> Kathy, have a great rest of the day. Blessings Thanks. to you and your family, and all the the greatness that y'all are y'all are doing over Same there. Same to you and yours. Thank you. All right. Thanks. <laughs>